Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. Well, I said it's Taylor at SWATradio.com. That should clue you in that Doug is not in the chair today. Instead, we have uh, Brad Sykes joining us once again. So happy to have him back in the studio. He'll be here today and tomorrow as Doug will be out of town this week. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Give that number out so people can call. I want to hear from some of our SWAT brothers that are out there. All right, all right. And SWAT sisters nowadays. Yeah. You know, we've got some. uh, Lori is doing a study here on Wednesday mornings. If um, if you're curious about SWAT and you're wondering, God, oh, we need a men- we need a lady study. Hey, it's out there. Lori McCary's doing one. I think it starts at uh, ten ten o'clock Wednesday mornings here at the Salem Center. I think it, yeah, and then ends at eleven thirty, and then we pile in about eleven forty five. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. Um, anyway, give them our give them our number again so they can they can call us and give us a hard time today. <laughs> that is one eight four four. Triple seven SWAT again one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight or if you would prefer Taylor at SWATradio.com. again that's Taylor T A Y L O R at SWATradio.com. Hey, how was your weekend, man? Pretty good. It was Pretty good. good. Yeah, I know y'all talked about trick or treating on on uh, what Friday. Yeah, and uh, I have to admit I did a little trick or treating with my <laughs> with my grandsons. How about you? Yeah, we went uh, we went to a trunk or treat thing at a church. It was Sayla's first. Uh, I mean, she was alive last, but there's the right, first right, real right. Uh, trick or treat experience for us. So <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, they yeah. had a uh, horse uh, like little horse oh. uh, riding thing, and so she, we she was put digging her on that, the horse. Right? Yeah. Oh my word! Well, uh, we, there's so many good events, you know. Although you know, many people see it as a satanic type uh, ritual or, or you know, holiday. Uh, there's some good things that happen at some of the local churches. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, I really try and encourage my grandsons to get as much candy as they can. <laughs> and I, I specifically tell them the ones that I like. Yeah. You know, not, not because I'm going to eat them, but because <laughs> they would like them too. <laughs> I walked in here and Angie at the front desk, you know, I was talking to her about going out and getting candy last night. She said, yeah, and I brought it up here for everybody else. I said, well, you're, you're far more generous than I am. <laughs> I like to keep that stuff for myself. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, we took her, but we didn't really. My uh, my nieces went as well, and so I was I was telling them, hey, this night because there was a bunch of different uh, trunks, you know, that they could go right. to, and they were kind of missing some. So I had to drive, oh, yeah. go go yeah. go there. Come yeah. on, like, exactly. And then I was like, yeah, pay me a tax. Let me get a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, at least ten percent. Yeah, Tied. <laughs> there Tied, you go. Would you? But uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Um, you know, I don't know what, what's uh, what's on the news today. You got anything? Um, you know, not a ton that I've seen so far. I mean, I I don't know if you saw the, about Biden uh, falling asleep. Uh, did you see that at the uh, <laughs> the COP twenty six? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He fell asleep during opening speeches, and they caught it on camera. Did they? Uh, yeah, they had. A, I mean, he didn't like go all the way to his chin to his chest, but uh, he was definitely had his eyes closed for a while. They had an aide had to come and kind of hey, hey, you know. Show him something, wake him up, and uh, 
Yeah, then not a good look. And then I don't know if you heard about what the rumor going around Rome is at the Vatican uh, was that he had an accident while he was talking to the Pope. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but that's legitimately what they think are, are saying happened. And the fact that you can kind of be like, you know, that doesn't seem implausible is kind of sad. You know, oh my Twitter had a hashtag uh, uh, poopy pants Biden <laughs> that was uh, trending. So, yeah. <laughs> not a not a great look there for 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 the country, but yeah. okay, no comment. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you hear about American Airlines? No. Uh, yeah, so uh, a quarter of all American Airlines flights were canceled over the weekend. Um, they said it was uh, because of tight staffing and additional weather issues. Obviously, they were the only ones affected by the weather, but it, it seems like that's uh, uh, tied to the vaccine mandate and kind of right. coordinated sick ins uh, type stuff or sick calling out sick type stuff and. Mm. Um, Along with that, I guess uh, FDNY, uh, Florida, or not Florida, uh, Fire Department in New York, there's a number of ladders and engines that are going to be uh, offline because today, I think, was the day that the vaccine mandate um, kind of went into effect. What so, is it? Is it I, I've heard like 30% <clears throat> are not going to get vaccinated. I, I've heard some, I've heard, yeah, between, maybe a little more. between them and uh, the police, yeah, right. I've heard a, a number. Um, you know, they had, someone on Twitter had a, like a bunch of different areas than had the engines and ladders that are going to be, be closed today. So there's a quite a, quite a number of them. Like, eh. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't like to get into the politics. I just don't feel like I know, I know the information well enough. Although <clears throat> Virginia has a pretty big race tomorrow, mm-hmm. a gubernatorial race. And I don't know if you're following that, but it's, it's certainly uh trending yeah. Our way, I think. Yeah, and that was a kind of a new addition because I think a couple months ago um, he was behind, mm-hmm. uh, kind of looking. But then you know everything that happened in Loudoun County, and I guess he started. He at first was like shying away from talking about any uh, culture war type issues, and he kind of leaned into it a little bit, and that shot his numbers up. And I think you know they're concerned. I don't know if you saw the stunt they pulled uh, last Friday. They they uh, they had some tiki torch people to look like white nationalists stand outside of his event, but they were trying to make it seem like they were supporters of his, but then people took pictures of them and they had, they found the people online and they were like worked for plants. The, yeah. The campaign exactly. and stuff like that. And then, so the Lincoln project came out and said, Oh no, that, that was us that, that did it. And, uh, you know, we, we were trying to make a point type thing, but I mean, and that point was, yeah, right. I mean, does anybody know? Well, they said, well, he never, um, condemned, uh, Trump's rhetoric on, that day in 2017 or whenever it was. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it was just kind of funny that they kind of got called out and had to backpedal. But the fact that they were doing that, what I, what I would say would be proof that they're like, Oh, worried about, uh, what the possible outcome could be. And plus they had, uh, um, Joe Biden and Barack Obama come out and campaign for him. I mean, if you're calling out the big hitters, you, you gotta be at least <clears throat> somewhat worried. I can't imagine Biden would help him. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, yeah, maybe Obama. I, I don't know, but you know who I listen to a lot. I encourage our listeners uh, if they're not familiar with Charlie Kirk. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know you're a young guy. He's a young guy. He's probably he may be younger than you. I think he's 25 years old. So, Is he? Yeah, he's 25. I think. Wow. But uh, the Charlie Kirk Show, great podcast. Good good update on news. He has two podcasts today. How about that? Yeah. And uh, anyway, he he's talking a lot about you know what's going on in virginia but uh you know one of the things that got my attention today as i would in fact i was just listening as i was coming in 
was uh, he was talking about, did you know that the U.S. Uh, has the, it, so almost a quarter of U.S. children under the age of 18 live with one parent and no other adult. That's more than three times the share of children around the world who do so. It's 7% on average yep. around the world. So we're the highest yep. single-family homes. Mm. Yeah, I think we're at 23%. And the closest yeah. that I saw, there was a, like a map breakdown yeah. uh, that I saw the I other day. Yeah. The yeah, and then eight. other than that, it was like 18. But, yeah, for the most part, everything else was much lower. Um, and the West obviously leading the way in that anyway, but we're the leaders among that. Not a good uh, – marker to have yeah he got to talking about you know why is that um you know there's discussion about it being because we're a wealthy nation you know when you look at other nations uh, india very low some of these very poor countries it's because it's they can't afford to get divorced for us it's a very easy thing to do well, yeah, there's a few things there. Then this kind of goes back to like the 1960s, 70s era, um, The Great Society by Linda Baines Johnson. Yes. He incentivized single motherhood. Um, there were documented cases of people saying, you know, because of uh, the handouts of the state, people got divorced and just went on welfare to be single mothers. And people still do that, have more kids to to get more money. But then also the no-fault divorce that was added um, and that, too, uh, just made those two things much simpler, much easier. And then you t- you couple that with the sexual revolution that we had. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just uh, the way that it's going. And I, I saw something uh, this weekend. I should have had it pulled up but about talking about that that is a hallmarker of uh, civilizational decline. Yep. That if, if you don't have chastity um, and you don't have uh, monogamy for life, your civilization is going to go yeah. down the tubes, and the strongest civilizations are the ones that have those two things. And um, as they said up to three generations once you go down that road. That's what it takes to bring it back? Or the, well, you're saying it's gone beyond? Once you go three generations, yeah. that yeah. the culture will be done, and it, it'll take three generations to reverse course. And so I think the three generations will hit around like uh, 2070 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at where we're at, it's not – I mean, it's not a stretch to say that we could be headed that way. No doubt. No doubt. Well, you know, one of the things, I know we're going to take a break in a minute. Uh, I know, you know, Doug, often you and and he he often talk about politics and what's going on. And uh, I don't know, I may have mentioned this to you last week or the week before about second vote. Are you familiar with second vote? Uh, I really, I'm going to take just a second. I want our listeners to go check out second vote. Uh, That is... uh, Second vote, the number two, N-D-V-O-T-E dot com. You know, it's it's uh, it really is this idea that your first vote is at the ballot box. Mm. And, of course, these days we kind of don't trust a lot of that. But your second vote is with your wallet. Mm. You know, and second vote is a site that uh, it's called second vote. Go beyond the ballot where you can look into some of these companies that are doing things that would completely violate your mm. your moral code. And uh, it's fascinating if you go to secondvote.com. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back. I want to talk a little bit about that before we jump into the text. Yeah, we'll finish up with that. But up first, it's secondvote.com, to the number two, N-D-V-O-T-E.com. Definitely check that out. Um, i am not heard of it, but I'm definitely going to be checking it out. That sounds like a very uh, helpful resource. All right, stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. That is Ren Collective with Rescuer. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, uh, Doug will be out of the studio for this week, and today and tomorrow we have Brad Sykes in the studio. Right before the break, we were talking about um, secondvote.com. That's the number two, N-D-Vote, V-O-T-E, dot com. Again, secondvote.com. Definitely check it out. Um, it's a site that lets you kind of know what the companies uh, are doing around the country, kind of what they stand for. Uh, which way they go and stuff like that. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and then get into the text. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, obviously we've got a great passage this week we're going to jump into. But second vote, I, I heard about about two or three months ago. And, uh, of course, logged in, checked it out, became a subscriber, and donating to it. But who we are, if, you, if you're like a lot of us, you cast your first vote in an election every couple of years and wonder if you're making a difference. Whether you know it or not, you're casting a vote every day and making a difference, sometimes in support of causes and issues that you would never support on your own. That's where Second Vote comes in. You spend money at various retailers for goods and services, many that you purchase every day, like coffee. These retailers, many who are large corporations, in turn spend their revenue to support and fund issues and causes that oppose the very things you try to protect by voting the right leaders into office. Second Vote researcher, researches and exposes what these retailers support with your dollars. Take action now by learning what your top retailers are funding that does not align with your values and shop with those who do. Um, interesting. Uh, it's really, they're kind of a conservative watchdog mm. uh, for corporate activism. It says, upon learning that March of Dimes donations were being funneled to Planned Parenthood, Dr. David L. Black, a scientist by trade, launched Second Vote. He was curious to know what other liberal organizations were being funded by consumer spending and donations. Our founder would never fund or vote for Planned Parenthood with his first vote at the ballot box, and therefore neither did he want to with his second vote through everyday spending and giving. 
as the conservative watchdog for corporate activism, Second Vote exposes the corporations and organizations funding liberal advocacy by putting big business on watch through our extensive research on the most important issues of the day. Our mission to expose the corporate influence on matters of culture and policy and turn the tide on attacks on conservative values and principles. Um, just real quick, um, so what they do is they 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 vote or they they score certain companies. Um, for instance, the scale is calculated as follows: one point zero zero is liberal. So if you pull up a company and they they score a one. It demonstrates strong or direct monetary and or advocacy support for liberal values and organizations. Two is leans liberal. Three is neutral. Four is leans conservative. Five is conservative. And you would be shocked Mm. how few few companies even lean conservative, much less are conservative. And, uh, you know, it's really sad to to do that. But, you know, before you go out and spend money every day, which we do, why don't we – go to second vote and figure out uh, where we're going to spend money and what they give to and what they donate to. I was, I brought up, I asked you if you'd seen that uh, Twix commercial, mm. um, which interestingly enough, I was going to pull it up. They've already taken it down. Oh, wow, uh, really? So I don't know. The you want to talk about it? Did you see it? Maybe? Yeah, I saw, I saw it. It was a commercial where, um, this uh, is a Twix candy, which yeah. is part of Mars. Yeah. That a, a girl, came to be a babysitter she's dressed in all black kind of has like a witchy vibe kind of little gothy looking i guess you could say the boy is a boy who's in a dress and wears a dress all the time likes it makes it feel comfortable they go to a park um some kid is like why are you wearing a dress you know that's weird you you're weird your your babysitter's weird and this and that and then she uh summons the wind basically and throws the kid off off the screen with the wind and she, the little boy's like will he be back i don't know she's like eh, eventually maybe or something like that and uh so insinuating that and talking about the boy who was making fun of yeah him. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that it's uh you know if there's any bullying that it's it's good to use violence to, to knock him into next week yeah unreal yeah. well that's a perfect example that i mean lots of people bought a lot of candy over the week mm-hmm. to get ready for last night I wonder how many billions of dollars went into the pockets of companies like that who you would no more vote for in the ballot box, but yet we have the opportunity here every day. So go to secondvote.com and check that out. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I was looking on there and just went through looking at all the ones, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of ones, uh, interesting enough, Ford, General Motors, all of them just straight up. One, Straight up, one. not even. Yeah, I was like, man, where, where are you going to get a vehicle? You know, you can't get anything American made, and they're they're not supporting American values. It's uh, yeah, pretty I mean, bad think about that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And no one really knows because uh, th- there's not been something like this out that I know of. So that should be a good resource for everybody. Um, but yeah, that's cool. So again, that's secondvote.com. Two, no, the number two, indievote, vote dot com. Well, let's jump into the text this week. I know uh, you didn't teach, although you taught the week before, which you and I kind of went through a lot of a lot of your lesson there, and it was really, really good. I'm looking at Acts chapter 10, verses 1 to 33. It's a big, big body. Mm-hmm. So why don't we, we've got time. You want to go ahead and read the entire text? Yeah. And then we'll we will jump in. All right. 
At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius, and he started, stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have, have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He is, lo he is lodging with one, with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him, and having relayed everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray, and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it there were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time, What God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now, excuse me, sorry. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was, pounding, was pondering, excuse me, wow, the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guest. The next day he rose and went away with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. And on the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet, worshipping him, and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation, but God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked when, then, why you sent for me? And, Cornor and Cornelius said, four, day, four days ago, <laughs> this long text, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa, and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. May God bless the reading of his word. That's a, that's a long text, and um, as we will see uh, next week, or actually this week at the SWAT studies, we're going to see... Uh, Cornelius come to faith mm -hmm. and you know it made me think as you were reading that how many people who are listening to us and, and that'd be you included um, 
how often do we have the opportunity to share our testimony? What a testimony yeah. this is. I mean, I don't know about you, but an angel of the Lord did not appear to me <laughs> and tell me, hey, you need to go here or go there or, right. or you know, uh, get somebody to come talk to you. And uh, I was thinking about the Ethiopian eunuch and how uh, Philip went into the man's carriage and said, you know, what are you reading? Do you, do you understand what you're reading? And, and the Ethiopian said, well, how, how can I if I don't understand it? You know, I need somebody to teach me. In a similar way, that's what's happening mm-hmm. here. And uh, there, there's four th- things we're going to look at this week that in every salvation experience, God works through a divinely orchestrated plan. He works through a divinely ordained priest. He works through a divine opportunity to profess and a divinely observable presence. You and I have got today and tomorrow. Uh, hopefully we can get through these first eight verses. Maybe we'll get a little bit more. we got a couple of minutes before our break at the half hour. But I want to I want us to look at, you know, what do we know about this man, Cornelius? I mean, uh, number one, in verse one, it says he was a centurion of the Italian cohort. By the way, that's that's one of 60 officers in a Roman legion, each of whom commanded 100 men. There were 10 cohorts of 600 men in each in each made up of a legion. That made up a legion. But in number in verse 2, we see that he was also so he he's not only a a uh, centurion, he's also a devout man. Uh, he's a God-fearing man. He's a generous man and he's a prayerful man. And uh as we'll see when we come back from the break, uh, we know that Cornelius saw clearly in a vision an angel. Yeah. Now, that would spook me out a little bit, and <laughs> yeah. I think it does him, too. So we'll, we'll look at that when we come back. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, B-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Was that Freedom Hymn? Is that Ren Collector? I don't no, know. No, no. That's Chains Breaking. This is my <laughs> That's Freedom Hymn. Yes, okay. Because it says Chain Breaker in it, and it messes me up because there's Chain Breaker that we have, and we have Freedom Hymn. That was Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Sorry for that. I'm glad you're on top of that stuff. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I get I get confused every once in a while. So uh, we are looking at Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 33 this week. 
Um, today we are looking at a divinely orchestrated plan. Not sure we're going to be able to get into the uh, divinely ordained priest, though we might. Um, so that is where we're at. Uh, if you would like to follow along in your Bibles, again, that's Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 33. We'll probably be looking at verses 1 through 8, maybe starting to get into 9 through 26. Well, it's a, like you said, it's a long text. And as you look at this, we see that in every salvation experience, this would be true for you. It's definitely true for me that uh, God works through a divinely orchestrated plan. He works through a divinely ordained priest. He works through a divine opportunity to profess faith. And then he works through a divine observatory observatory presence. In other words, uh, as we uh, come to salvation, there's going to be a presence. There's going to be opportunity or, or our faith is going to be present. It's going to be seen. And I know in my case, uh, a divinely orchestrated plan happened in Houston, Texas, in 1981, when I was invited to attend a crusade, mm. never heard of anything like that. That was God's plan. That was yeah. God's plan from the foundations of the earth to to draw me to himself was through a crusade. Anybody who's listening can say, hey, I remember the day. I remember where it was. I remember what I heard. I still remember the guy who spoke. Sandy Patty did the music. You've probably huh. never heard of her, but <laughs> actually, I have. Yeah, I, mean, I know the I, name. I think about that. That was a divinely orchestrated plan. It was also a divine ordained priest. The message was preached by a priest, not as you and I think of a priest, but a, a, a pastor. And then, thirdly, a divine opportunity to profess faith. God gave me the opportunity to profess faith, and I did so. Yeah. And as a result, since 1981, I've had plenty of, hopefully, uh, it has been seen that that faith has been manifested in my life. But as we look at verses 1, 2, and 3, we see this uh, Cornelius, who's a centurion of the Italian cohort. He's a devout man. He's a God-fearing man. Uh, in other words, he 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 had. it doesn't mean he had faith in Christ. I want to make that clear. But he had fear. He had a fear of the Lord. He had abandoned the pagan, the, the Gentile pagan religions and had come to the Old Testament, you know, uh, Jewish faith. Uh, he was probably not circumcised, but he also taught his family to fear God. Uh, he was a generous man. It says that he gave to the poor. He was also a prayerful man. He was continually in prayer. And then in verse 3, Cornelius saw, he sees a clear vision of an angel. And, uh, you know, as we see God's divinely orchestrated plan, I think it's important to understand that God is sovereign. He is sovereign. God is first sovereign in choosing his people. Now, according to verse 3, it's about the ninth hour. That's about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And an angel of God appears in a vision and calls him by name. Now, that would kind of freak you out a little bit, and that's unclear as to what was going on, although it does say further on in the text that he was in prayer at that time. But he, he was a devout man, a God-fearing man, a generous man, a prayerful man, and we know that he was in prayer when the angel comes to him. Nonetheless, it was the Lord who chose to appear before Cornelius. And the idea of God sovereignly choosing his people is a hard pill for some people to swallow, and I get that. I've had many conversations. I know Doug and I have both 
you know, talked to certain mm-hmm. people about this, and some believe that we had some capacity to choose God. Uh, scripture tells us otherwise. Let me just hit on a few. Romans 3.11, no one understands, no one seeks for God. That's not some. It says no one seeks for God. Psalm 53.2 says God looks down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if any understand, if any seek God. First uh, Peter two nine, but you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into the light. That begins with the fact that you are a chosen race. John fifteen sixteen, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Ephesians one, verse three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. By the way, let's go back to Old Testament, Deuteronomy fourteen twelve. For you are a people, holy to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. Isaiah forty three ten, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Of course, Paul understood this when writing to the church in Galatia. He said this in Galatians 1.15, But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace. Of course, he didn't know that till after he had been converted. And Jesus said in John 6, uh, 6.44, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Acts 13.48 declares that when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord, and as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. One more. These are the words of the prophet Jeremiah. He says this, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, it reads in verse 4 of the passage that we're looking at that Cornelius stared at the angel and said, What is it, Lord? (laughs) What is it, Lord? And the angel responded by telling Cornelius, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now, Taylor, why would we have a memorial? What? What's the purpose of a memorial? You've been to a memorial service, probably. Yeah, yeah. To, Why to do we rem- do that? To remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here it says that your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Uh, you have a memorial service as a way of remembering certain events and certain people. And here the angel is telling Cornelius that your prayers and alms are a memorial before God. You know, at this point, Cornelius uh, may be devout, but he is yet to be converted, which might lead people to think that God doesn't hear the prayers mm. of the unsaved. Well, I don't know about that. I don't believe that to be true. First John 5 says this in verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. It doesn't say anything about you needing to be saved, but 
it says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, God answers prayer based on whether they are asked according to his will. The principle applies to unbelievers. If an unbeliever asks a prayer of God that is according to his will, nothing prevents God from answering such a prayer according to his will. Now, what do you think Cornelius is asking? I mean, just kind of a, I mean, we don't know, really. We, we don't get any insight into what his prayer is. But if, he, if God answers prayer according to his will, what might have been he praying for? What might? Uh, you know, that comes to mind first is to know God, right? To be, uh, mm-hmm. to be shown kind of the face of God type thing. Something to say, let me know, you know, what to do. Um, or let me know who you are. That'd be like my first uh, thought uh, about that. But yeah, I, I don't know. That is a good question. I was thinking about um, let's try and go there here. Romans one uh, verse eighteen says, "For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them." So here, here you have unrighteous men that it says what God, what what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. How has he shown it to them? Verse 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in things that have been made so that they are without excuse. So we, we see just right out of Romans that God has revealed himself to all men. I'm thinking of Cornelius. He's a devout man. He knows there's a God. I think what he's praying for is, God, I want to know you more. Yeah. Now, do you think that's in God's will? Oh, my goodness. All throughout Scripture, we're yeah. told, and the whole reason we have God's word, his revelation, is that we might know him. And uh, I think that's probably what he's what he's asking in prayer. I want to know you more, God. I wonder if that's, you know, if you're listening, is that our prayer? is our prayer that we might know God more. Because God will answer that prayer, mm-hmm. by the way. And uh, he answers that certainly through uh, broadcasts like this. He answers that through SWAT Bible studies and uh, church attendance and good sermons. Uh, but is that our prayer? It, are we routinely asking God, reveal yourself to me? I want to know you more. I want to know you more closely. And uh, so anyway, I think that's kind of what what's going on here. What we know, we know that Cornelius feared God, but th- that word feared is a term used by the Jews to refer to a Gentile who had abandoned their pagan religion in favor of worshiping Jehovah God. Cornelius clearly followed the ethics of the Old Testament. He had not become a full proselyte to Jude- hmm. uh, Judaism through circumcision. And as we'll see, Cornelius comes to saving knowledge of God in Christ. Uh, Cornelius was a was a what I call a Romans one twenty believer probably, and uh, God is. It, it, I know we're going to take a quick break, but God is not only sovereign choosing His people, He's also sovereign in choosing His timing. When we come back from the break, I want to jump into that because that's really important to understand how God is at work. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. 
That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. I know that one. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 33 this week. Today we're focusing in on verses 1 through 8. If you have any questions or you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at SWATradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at SWATradio.com. Well, again, uh, just to reiterate what we're going to be covering this week is we're looking at the salvation, the testimony of Cornelius and kind of how that all came about. Um, we went through verse all the way to verse 33, so we're not really in the, uh, to the conversion point yet. But we do know that every salvation experience has a divinely orchestrated plan, a divinely ordained priest, a divine opportunity to profess faith, and fourthly, a divine observable presence and as we just looked at we were we were talking about the fact that every divine every orchestrated plan uh, it's important to understand that god is sovereign that he is in control god is sovereign first in choosing his people um and and of course we see that throughout scripture as i've already mentioned but secondly we see that god is 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 uh sovereign in choosing his timing Isaiah 65, verse 24 says, Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. You know, when Timothy joined Paul and Silas as they went around strengthening the churches in Acts 16, it reads in verse 7 that when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. You ever been in a situation where you wanted to go and just every door started to shut Mm -hmm. on you? Okay. God is sovereign, not only in his, uh, in his, he's he's sovereign in his plan. He's sovereign in the people that he's going to use. He's sovereign also in his timing. And, uh, you know, we see that God is sovereign in choosing, uh, his people. He's sovereign in choosing his timing, but he's also sovereign in choosing his plan. 
And uh, as I said, mentioned even in my own testimony, I grew up in the church, but I didn't give my heart to Christ until mm-hmm. I was an 18 year old because that was God's timing. Uh, I could, I could certainly say, well, it's because I'd never heard the gospel. That's true. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I really had never truly heard the gospel. I say my wow. ears had not heard the gospel. I am certain the gospel had been preached mm-hmm. to me, right. but God did not open my ears. He did not open my eyes. He did not soften my heart to receive the gospel. And so God was was sovereign in his timing, just as he was with this uh, centurion Cornelius. And, uh, you know, it's just curious, even in your own life. I know you grew up in the church. I know your folks. I, I know a lot about you. But do you ever look back and see how God was sovereign in his timing? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I could tell you the most uh, recent all right, I guess when I got saved, I, I became saved at six years old, um, and I remember that uh, vividly. And um, so he was definitely sovereign in that. Uh, but also, um, as I got older, I, I really wanted to join the Marine Corps. And uh, I got this tattoo on here that says, uh, belonging to the Lord, in, in effect. And that tattoo barred me from being really? able to join. Yeah, I tried to go uh, as an officer because, you know, I was graduated from school. And... Um, couldn't get in they was like no we're not t- you know this is during obama and there was a, a drawdown i tried to even go uh, enlisted a whole year process before they finally said no we're not going to take you wow. and um you know so i think that was especially looking at kind of where a lot of servicemen and women are now having to make a decision uh that is going to be a big one as far as vaccinated vaccination and stuff i'm look at look back at that and like man you know that was something that wow. i really wanted to go do and god closed those doors and also, you know, because I tried to then go, um, I was like, oh, I'll go Army. But there, he just put something in my heart. It's like, mm. nope, don't, don't do it. So that definitely, looking back at that, that, that was God. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's in those situations that you do look back and you rejoice. Yeah. You, you know, I think of the things that I want sometime or, or that I have wanted mm-hmm. that I even prayed for uh, that I'm certain God heard. Yeah, (laughs) he he didn't answer him the way I wanted him to. And at the time, I may have been very frustrated, maybe even angry. And yet I look back and I see God's hand at work. And that's a that's a point of rejoicing that we can we can worship him. So he's sovereign in his choosing of people. He's sovereign in his choosing of timing. But he's also sovereign in choosing his plan. And uh, as you just said, most of us are familiar with the words of the prophet Isaiah who said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Praise God, right? Declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. In other words, God sovereignly determines who he sends, when he sends, and how he sends. And as we look at this text, that even just today, you know, you've got Cornelius, who is a devout man. He is he is uh, a he's a faithful man. He's a prayerful man, and uh, he's literally in the middle of his prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon, and this angel appears to him. I'm I'm quite certain Cornelius was clueless as to what was going on, but orders are given. And what's interesting, and we'll look at it tomorrow, is how, how, or if we don't get into it, I know Doug will, we'll look at what was happening on Peter's end. Mm. And where's Peter? He's in Joppa. Yeah. You know? And uh, anyway, I think it's 
it's fascinating to see that we're going to look at this fact that God has a divinely orchestrated plan, but he's also got a divinely ordained priest or messenger who's going to share the gospel with you. And uh, that's what he was working out. God was working this out. And at the time he was giving Cornelius a vision, he's giving Peter a vision too. Yeah. If you read it just on the surface, you're kind of, that's kind of weird, this blanket that's coming down and all that. What does that have to do with, you know, Peter coming and meeting Cornelius? It's kind of a fascinating thing. So, Well, yeah, and I guess this is more for tomorrow, but he, Peter says, you know, he, the correlation he draws there um, pretty evidently in his mind uh, about that, um, which is interesting. I guess we'll talk about it more tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, that's something that sticks out to me. And, and throughout that passage and, and that Peter didn't immediately jump to, oh, I guess we can eat whatever we want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But saw that there was something else being being laid out there. It was like, oh, well, that's, that's pretty interesting. Well, I think the beauty of it, at least for me, and I'm, I'm certain this is true for you, that as you look back over your life, you know, think about where Peter is at this moment. Mm-hmm. He's at Simon's house. Simon mm-hmm. is a tanner. Yeah. What do tanners work with? They work with dead animals. Yeah. They're skinning them. They're 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 leather workers. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, that's an unclean man. Simon is, and yet Peter's hanging with him. Yeah. But Peter still has some hangups. I'm quite certain, based on kind of the vision that he's given. Yeah. Well, and and then obviously later on too, uh, you know, him and Paul obviously have a pretty big disagreement on things. So that's definitely something I think that is there and, and maybe a res, you know, a cultural thing that's in, I don't think necessarily that he, he's seeing that as any form of salvation or anything like that, but yeah, that's definitely something that's been there for him. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. And you know, talking about timing, um, it's, we look at things the way that, you know, it linear, like we're going yeah. through uh, time, right. But God is outside of time. So it, it is a vastly different, uh, I guess, understanding, right. So he's, Everything he's seeing, everything happen at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, and so it, it's just different. It's something that we can't wrap our heads heads <laughs> around. Excuse me. And how he orchestrates through that um, is I mean, that's God, right? Like, this is amazing and, and beyond our comprehension. Um, but yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, Taylor, as you as you just brought out, as, when you go into the Word and you read. Stories like this, a testimony of Cornelius' mm. conversion experience. You think about the, some of the verses that I shared earlier about since the foundation of the earth, Cornelius was chosen. Yeah. You were chosen. I was chosen. Maybe some, some people who are listening to us are chosen. How detailed, how infinite, you know, is God that, yeah, you're right. He's, he's outside of the bounds of time. I think it's interesting, even in this text, that the word says what time it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, God wasn't working on that. He's not working on my timetable. He's completely outside of that. His, he's had this plan in place since before you and I were, you know, on this earth. And uh, that kind of makes your head explode a little bit, as it should. Yeah. You know, you, you go outside at night on a clear night like we're having lately these days, and you just look and just... Try to fathom the mysteries of God. I think Job talks about that. Mm-hmm. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? He says, let us stop and consider God's wonders. 
For he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. That's probably my translation, but that's pretty close. <laughs> it's the idea we, we can't possibly fathom. You know, can you plumb the limits of the Almighty? Well, I mean, you can't even plumb the limits of his creation, right? I mean, to like you said, look up in the sky, and it's unfathomable the distance between stars, how many there are. You know, just, just the space that we live in uh, is unfathomable. And then God is well beyond that. Um, you know, that's, you know, a, a, a infinite or, you know, that's a, a, a not infinite, the opposite. It's it's a insignificant spec compared to oh, yeah. what God is and who he is. And so to even uh, to try, even try to comp, uh, comprehend his creation, mm-hmm. uh, how much less can we comprehend God unless he exp- comes down into our reality and shows us who he is through his word and obviously through the life of Jesus um, before that and then through his spirit as well. You know, I was thinking, I mentioned Job, and I think that text I was reading, I, I'd love to pull it up, but it it reminds me of where Job says, you know, it begins to question God, and mm-hmm. then God says, "Hey, dude, uh, where were you?" Yeah, you and, know, and and there's little things in there if you go through that passage, um, like where were you when the mountain goats give birth? That's one of the things I think about when the mountain goats give birth. In other words, the mountain goats. They're up in the mountains. They're up in the caves. Yeah. You know, were you there? Yeah. And then he, he's, he talks about Baphomet and Leviathan, which were two, like, you know, great, great monsters. And he, like, they're my little pets. Like, what? <laughs> who are you? Like, it is, it's really great. And uh, Job is an amazing book. Uh, but that is all the time we have for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening